This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brandon Spinner and Michael Burns. And welcome into another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I'm Brandon Spinner alongside my best buddy, Michael Burns. Mikey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, Brandon. You're doing fine. That's it. That's that's all you have for our friends. Yeah, I'm I'm very, I'm very happy to be here. Shout out to my mom, my, my all my friends back home. This is gonna be a great that great tasting. School has really paid off. <laughs> You're seeing the uh, major league where he's like, "Take it away, money," and he's like, "Fly ball, caught." Well done. Uh, that's how you sounded. Uh, so this is Barrels of Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast already off to a riveting start here, but we would love to get your thoughts and your views on our podcast. So if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, or iHeartRadio Podcasts, please rate us and review us. There's five stars as you scroll down to the bottom of the app uh, or wherever you're listening. Please rate us what you think. We'd love that to be a five-star review, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. We give our, our honest opinions on the bourbon and uh, our baseball thoughts, so we'd love to hear your honest thoughts on our podcast itself. You can also watch us on YouTube. If you're watching, please hit the subscribe button. We're on YouTube at Barrels and Barrels Pod, uh, almost to 50 subscribers. We'd love you to be number 50 if you're watching. We've got several hundred viewers on some of our videos. So that Just means push that the button. Just push that button. Uh, but yes, please subscribe over there as well. We've got some cool YouTube shorts that we'll be dropping here shortly as well. Um, and a lot more additional content that might not be available via podcast. So there's your hint to head on over to our YouTube page and subscribe for maybe some of that cool stuff. Can't see our freaking cool hats. Spinner. What's that? Can't see all of our different cool hats. Oh, yeah, you won't be able to see our Cubs hats today. I had a different hat in the last podcast. I'm going to be rocking different ones here and there. We're getting closer to baseball season. Maybe we'll be traveling to some baseball fields. So this is going to be a bourbon podcast uh, or a whiskey podcast. We're going to have to decide that as we get going uh, because we're going to be going <laughs> Groundwater. Little Book. Chapter six for this week's review. Before we jump into that, one last thing. We would love to see you on Facebook as well. We're trying to get closer and closer to 200 followers there. Uh, and on Instagram at Barrels and Barrels Pod, almost to a thousand. We're getting closer. So Let's that's go. your goal to head on over there as well. If you'd like to follow us, that's where we put a lot more content out uh, on a regular basis. And that's where we're a lot more interactive at this point. But speaking of interactive, Let's interact with some brown water. Uh, this week, Last we're going to be going with Little Book, Chapter 6. Um, for those of you new to bourbon, uh, this is put out by James Beam Distilling Company. That's Jim Beam. Uh, but this is coming from Freddie No, who is the younger of the distillers out there right now. Him and his dad, Fred. So Fred and Freddie, they're currently the master distillers over at James Beam Distillery. It's a family tradition, right? And there's Booker down the line and uh, all that, the James Beam Distilling Company. So Little Book was the uh, was basically the project of Freddie. That was the first time they said, hey, go and do your thing. And that's where he's at. He's on Chapter 6. Um I've really liked what Jim Beam's been doing the last couple of years. Uh, really, Jim Beam is one of the big, big major. muscles in bourbon, one of the major ones. Uh, so this is out of Claremont, Kentucky. Uh, Little Book Chapter 6. Michael, you got more information on the chapter itself. This one here, the sixth is, has, Chapter 6 is titled To the Finish. 
um, is a blend of five different liquids. Um, we've got a four-year straight malt whiskey finished with cherrywood staves. We've got a four-year straight malt whiskey finished in applewood smoked barrels. Four-year straight malt whiskey finished in hickory smoked barrels. A four-year straight malt whiskey finished with maplewood staves. And then finally, a five-year Kentucky straight bourbon. So if you're following that, so, we have four four-year-old straight malt whiskeys, all finished, either in barrels or with staves, and then a five-year-old straight bourbon. Mm -hmm. And I sat in on a tasting with Freddie um, back when no this dropped in November. Uh, like, sat in on a video conference with him and a couple of different whiskey aficionados. Um, so what he said about this one was, so the two to finish is going after how these are finished. You mentioned the malted barleys. There's four different finishes, cherry wood, apple wood, hickory smoked, and maple wood. Um, that is part of his um, favorite thing outside of whiskey. Like it's his biggest passion outside of whiskey, and that's cooking and specifically smoking meats. So if you look at those woods, cherry wood, apple wood, right. hickory smoked, and maple wood, those are a lot of the woods that you would use smoking. Right. It was all different pellets I grabbed for my Traeger. Yeah, so that's what he said he went for at this point. It was a blend, um, and 80% is regular bourbon, and then 20% is the Golden Pilsner malt, uh, which is 100% malted barley. Um, and so that's how this all comes together. On the tag, it says Recipe 63. That is because hmm. I believe he said they went just to about 100 different recipes trying to make this, and it was the 63rd one. My question to him was, how did you know it was 63? Like, did you know at 63, like this is our best one or did you go back? And he said it was a very tedious project. Can you imagine making a hundred plus different batches and then deciding on oh, number 63? I mean, it's kind of like how baseball is a little bit. You fail seven out of 10 times and you're still successful, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, really cool story about this. They use different stave finishes, different types of woods that uh, uh, he uses in smoking. As he mentioned, he loves to just cook and uh, just be with his family. And that's how he kind of like gets together. He says, the inspiration for Chapter 6 came from my combining two passions, cooking and, uh, cooking and whiskey. Using smoke and flavor of hardwoods, I'm able to bring together the tools of culinary trade into pioneering my work with American whiskey. The result is a taste that's bigger than its individual parts. Uh, flavor made from generations of curing, grilling, and distilling. I, I wouldn't have known that about this about the smoking and cooking if you didn't if you didn't look into this. It's it's pretty cool. It's kind of uh, a great grill. If you're a grill master, this is mm -hmm. something you might uh, look after. Kind of cool, full story. Yeah, and and that's another thing that's really starting to boom too, along with bourbon and whiskey, is the the smoking of meats. Like everybody's starting to get their own. Like you mentioned, you got Traeger, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of people are starting to do that more and more. So it's really bringing that full circle. Um, not only to the whiskey, but for those of you who like to smoke too. So that's really cool. He says, for the No family, the kitchen's always been like a home away from home from the distillery and a way to share other family traditions, right? Because they've got family traditions there, but a lot of people have family traditions and recipes. My dad's passion was reinvigorated once I was old enough to tag along. Dad enjoyed teaching me about his family tradition and working for the perfect granddaddy's sausage recipe. So this is trying <laughs> to combine all of that. Yes. Uh, so um, little book. Chapter six comes in at 117 proof. I'm sniffing this thing. I got a, one big. At first, I didn't get much on the nose there at all, but then also I got slapped with 
it almost it's it's not fruity at all i can't almost put my it's like a grainy smell i get that slaps me in the nose that's right off the bat for you right that's that's most of what all i'm getting i'm not getting any kind of usually i pull i pull cherries the first thing i always pull something tropical something fruity and this is very dry smelling i don't know if that's the the smoked woods coming out the smoked barrels um because that's even i don't know if you've ever had brandon an actual smoked drink where you, like, you can just pour a bourbon I have, and eat. yeah 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 i've only had it once and i don't know if i did it too long but i thought it was terrible <laughs> I so it was, what i'm it was getting out of this is maple syrup oh yeah maple syrup i get a little nuttiness like almost yeah. uh uh, peanut nut, even, and I think a lot of Jim Beam products have that peanutty and nutty nose, and even on the palate, uh, I've got some walnuts or pecan. I'm gonna say pecans, and then I did pull some cherry and some of the oak on the back half on the second nostril. Like I said, always always nose with two nostrils, and then try single nostril. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm not getting any of this fruit or sweetness or caramel i'm just getting like grain grain and peanuts i think there's a little bit of grain on the nose but Ooh. taking that to coat the palate there coat the palate it's a little warm up front huh it is it is uh, what's this proofage here comes in at 117.4 proof so that's 58.7% alcohol by volume of this blended straight whiskey, uh, which comes in at an MSRP of 124.9. So again, 80% regular bourbon and then 20% Pilsner malt. So it's going to be hard to get the mash bill out of that. Uh, just know that the regular bourbon is going to have some probably malt in it as well as the rye itself. Um, so now that you've coated the mouth, you've taken another sip. What, what do you pull right sip. away? That first sip, again, just matched my nose, and it was really a dry grain. That's all I got from it. That second sip, I started to get a little bit of the, the fruitiness to it, the sweetness to it more. There's not, It's not heavily fruity, but I got more of a something other than the peanuts. But still, the linger of my second sip there is still just grain and peanuts. And, and not no vanilla, no caramel. Mm-mm. I'm struggling to pull out the sweetness of it. There's not much sweetness to me. I've got more of that grainy, as you said. I have written down from my tasting with them um, a little bit of Werther's original, um, and that fits the butterscotch and toffee notes. But I have bready. It's got a bready feel and a bready taste almost. Um, and there's not much chocolate. I would expect with malt, normally I pull chocolatey notes out of malt uh that's not the case here especially with some higher malt here 20 percent uh there's some cherry to me but it's more bready to me it's got as you mentioned some grain to it it's dry there's some nuttiness um it's different right it's not the general just normal bourbon uh it's got a different hit to it and i think that's what freddie was going for uh especially with 63 blends this was the 63rd but there was near 100 um to trying to craft this uh so i thought the 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 finish is pretty long and lingering i still feel uh as i'm talking here some of that taste on the back of the mouth uh it's dry though i do feel like it's a a drier uh almost like you can this is gonna sound weird 
feel like I'm in the barrel. Like I feel like my mouth is getting absorbed in the barrel, if that makes sense. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Very weird. If you want to go into it a little bit more, try to describe a little more, I'm, I'm here to listen. But it, like, to me, wood is dry, right? Usually. So, like, I feel like I'm getting dried by the wood, uh, if that makes sense. I may, yeah, I may just sound like an idiot. Hey, hey. In front hey, of a microphone. <laughs> For me, it's this, I just, I'm drinking and I feel like I'm eating. I don't know what kind of people enjoy this, but like, not that I'm talking about the bourbon, but multi-grain bread that has nuts in their bread. That's mm-hmm. what I'm, that's what I'm seeing every time. If I were to close my eyes, I see multi-grain bread and I'm just seeing like a, 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 a nut of some kind sliced in half and I'm seeing that opening. That's what's, what's the strongest ass, you know, asset to this pour here. I feel like the finish is a little more cinnamony. Uh, towards the back half, that's where I'd say I'd get like some sweet spice to it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a drier. Uh, there's not much sweetness to it. I think it's more of a drier, grainy, as you've mentioned. And I think bread is my best description that I can throw out there. Yeah, it smells a little sweeter than I think the taste take is. A, take a big mouthful, something rather than a sip. Take a. a, a... <laughs> I feel like when I did that, I was able to pull a little more sweetness out of it rather than a sip and it focused on the dry i'm still Anything feeling there? like it's drying my mouth with the liquid in it right almost like yeah. <laughs> like a like a like a drain not it's drying you out like like a drain alcohol like isopropyl alcohol yeah almost almost like uh yeah it's a great description i've got a tingle on the tongue Towards the front, after taking that like down the glass uh, in the full mouthful, um, I think that full, it's not bad. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's wonderful. I don't think it's out of this world. I think it's different, and I like a different pour every now and then. And that's why I'm going to rate this on our barrels and barrels of bourbon and baseball podcast rating scale. I'm going to the bench. Um, and for those of you new to this, uh, we've got a baseball themed rating scale. Which runs from the top of the top, Hall of Fame. That is number one, cream of the crop, right? Uh, how many Hall of Famers are there? Uh, very, very few. Not even, what, 1% of the, the league are Hall of Famers? Maybe 1% go into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think that number of, of the quality of is being skewed a little bit based on the steroid era. I feel, right. like, I've, I feel like some people are getting votes who necessarily wouldn't get votes because there's some steroid era folks on the ballot right now. And they feel like they need to vote for somebody, but they don't want to vote for the steroid people. So they're going to throw a vote at someone who necessarily doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, Scott Rowland just made the Hall of Fame. I think he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I won't won't say that that he wasn't necessarily deserved or not. I I didn't look at his career stats um, because Scott Rowland played when we were younger, teenagers or even before teenagers a little bit. Um, and he's a name I remembered. I remember him on the Phillies as a and the Cardinals, of course, as and a freaking stud gold glove. I remember his batting stance. So he was a name to remember. Um, mm-hmm. I'd have to go look back and see if he was necessarily a Hall of Famer. I, I don't know if I would have remembered him as a Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, not not saying that Roland didn't deserve it. I haven't looked at his career line necessarily. 
Uh, so in our Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast writing scale, we go from Hall of Fame at the top, then we go to All-Star, because there's an All-Star here and there, right? Uh, about two or three almost every year for a team. Some teams only have one, uh, but the average is probably around two to three. Um, so you have an all-star here that those are the ones that you need backups to your backups, right? Like where if you see it on the shelf, you're grabbing that instantly, even if you have two or three, because it's right. just like, what? Uh, everyday player is one that you're always going to have on your shelf. And then a uh, bench player means that someone coming off the bench to bring a spark to the lineup doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad player. If you're in the league, you're good, right? You have to be good to play in the major leagues. There's only 26 men on each roster. So in order to crack that, you have to be pretty stellar, uh, just not everyday quality. And then as you move on to the final one, that is DFA, designate for assignment means you're cut off the team. And as I just mentioned, I'm going to rate that as a bench. So, Michael, on our Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast rating scale, where are so you what's, what's this MSRP for? $124.99. So I'm, I'm fighting. So as I drink it more, I get more of the sweetness. But those fir- first initial tastes were so peanutty, so grainy um, that I was trying to decide, would I would I purchase this? Would I spend that? And I I think for an MSRP, I, I think I like the flavor for a different. I would, I would probably bench it for the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. But for MSRP of what'd you say, one twenty five, one twenty nine, one twenty four, yeah, ninety nine. I don't know if I would do that again, so I got DFA this. Yeah, I, the I think the thing there is the price that really gets people, um, especially nowadays. Everything seems to be going up in price. One twenty four ninety nine is tough. It is a limited time offer, so I understand the higher price on that. Uh, but we're getting more and more of those um, mm-hmm. DFA. I mean, yeah, I get it. Uh, it's not something that blows you away. I like it. I don't love it. And right. that's why, again, I went with the bench. Uh, but I totally see passing on this at one, one twenty four ninety nine. Right. So I, I, I was close. I was close. The flavor profiles, I drank it more. What would change it? Just the pricing or? This, I need a little more sweet out. That grain, that grain taste and that peanutty taste was so dry to me. Um, I just needed a little bit less of that. That's all I, all I could picture was like banana bread, bad banana bread. (laughs) I'm not a banana bread fan. My wife loves it. She, you know, there's bananas always sitting on the counter, but, um, it was, it was, it was too bready and too grainy for me. Uh, There wasn't enough other fruity, oaky aspects to it. I totally understand that. Definitely. Well, that has been another review of Little Book Chapter 6. That is a bourbon whiskey mixed and blended with 20% Golden Pilsner malt. Uh, So I gave it a bench. Michael gave it a DFA uh, on our Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast rating scale. So, Michael, any last words for our friends, family, viewers, listeners, all of them? Anything? All the above. Go rate us. Let us know. Shoot us a message yeah. of what you like or don't like. If you like Brandon's hat, if you like Michael's hat, I do <laughs> like that party hat. I like it a lot. <laughs> Is that lyrics or something? That was Go Dogs Go right there. 
Oh, you did that a couple of weeks ago too, and I still didn't pick up <laughs> as you were going through. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Barrels and Barrels Pod, Facebook at Barrels and Barrels Pod, YouTube at Barrels and Barrels Pod. Please subscribe there, rate us, review us. You can listen Apple G- Gmail, Google uh, Podcasts, as well as Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. You can Google us or Gmail us. Gmail, we've got an email. Barrels and barrels at gmail.com. I do have one last thing before we let you go. Scott Rowland, seven time gold glover, eight time all star, rookie of the year. He had a lifetime batting average of 281 with 316 home runs, 277 hits, a war of 70.1, an OPS plus of 122, and his OPS as a career was 855. He drove in 1,287. So I would consider him a fringe Hall of Famer, but I congratulate him i think he deserves to be in the hall of fame because when you take his hitting statistics he never had overly high power numbers but he hit 30 home runs one two times in his career three times in his career in a season and he drove in 100 runs five times so and how many gold gloves seven so So, you add the gold gloves to it and i think he's one of those players that if yeah very well rounded especially at the hot corner um and for the most part, he was he was healthy. He had a couple of seasons. It looks like 2002 with the Cardinals and 2005 with the Cardinals. But, uh, uh, yeah, seven-time All-Star with the Reds and the Cardinals. He also played for the Phillies. So that's what I have to say. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that I think I agree with you. He's, 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 he's well-rounded on both sides. Yeah, I, I remember him mostly as a gold-glove guy, mm-hmm. gold-glove third baseman. Not a glove-first guy, but he had a bat, too. So, yeah. So, congrats, Scott Rowland, on being elected into the Hall of Fame. Maybe I, I'm not too far. Oh, Cooperstown is a little closer than any time I've been. I was thinking I can't in Ohio. No, that's football. Uh, Cooperstown, uh, one it's day we'll like have the, to make a trip. It's, it's in that bottle that's right behind you, that, that baseball-shaped yeah, bottle, right? right? Right there, right there, yeah. right there. And you can only see that on YouTube, so go check mm. us out there. So we got some baseball into our Bourbon Review podcast. So is it Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon a baseball podcast today, all together? That's all so, right. Hell yeah. <laughs> so again, thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your reviews. Michael. Any last words? Any last words? Let's go.